The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm. With our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty, and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. In this series of programs, you will hear from people who are learning to live their lives in a calm and relaxed state using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Renge Way is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and clarifying our minds. Renge Way also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy. One tool, Yuan Gong, is a contemporary form of Qigong that melds graceful movements and meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. Our episode today is called The Mind, the Body, and Self-Healing, I Got a Feeling, and it is my pleasure to introduce my co-host, Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist who has a history of working with adolescents, families, veterans, and trauma survivors. Bill has been practicing Renjue and Yuengong style Qigong for many years. He currently is a Renjue Yuengong teacher in the San Francisco Bay Area and runs a weekly Yuengong class for people affected by cancer. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, Kathy. Our guest today is Diana Lyon. Diana also lives in the Bay Area and has practiced and taught Yuengong style Qigong and Renjue methods since 2009. Remarkably, Diana struggled with Lyme disease chronic migraines, and severe multiple chemical sensitivities for about 15 years before using Yuengong-style Qigong and Renjui to heal herself. She is now healthy and helps others in their healing journeys, applying the tools she has learned from Renjui and Yuengong. Welcome, Diana. Thanks. It's it's, uh, actually really nice to be here. It's great to have you. So, Diana, what was going on in your life uh, that led you to, to explore these different healing uh, methods? Well, um, I was actually leading a very full um, life. It was very busy. Um, I was the founding director of a national prison program, and um, I was on the professional staff of a chaplaincy program, a year-long chaplaincy program, and I was co-leading a weekly meditation group and I, I noticed that life was getting harder and harder and I was getting sicker and sicker. And none of the doctors I went to were able to tell me what was going on. Um, and then finally, my whole life collapsed. So that, that was the sort of the, mm. the beginning of the whole story. 
And so tell us more. What happened? Um, I went on a long search to find out what was going on with me because I had no idea and the doctors that I saw also had no idea. Um, but what I was noticing was that I had no energy at all. I had uh, fevers on and off. I couldn't, uh, I could hardly get out of bed. Uh, I had four to six migraines every week. I had rashes. Um, and I had such severe multiple chemical sensitivities that I literally had to wear a gas mask when I went outside of my home. So I was very limited in being able to do anything. I had a lot of pain and uh, I, I, you know, everything that had given my life juice and passion came crashing down. That sounds like a pretty tough run. Um, so you tried all different kinds of Western medicine. Yeah. And we're finding that there were no answers there. Um, did you just happen upon Qigong? How did this, how did that come about? Well, um, I finally got a diagnosis of Lyme disease, and um, that was helpful to have some kind of a name to put on it so I knew that I wasn't crazy, mm -hmm. which comes up for a lot of people mm -hmm. with this kind of chronic illness. Um, but I, I didn't have any idea how to treat it because, you know, I um, had um, read books, and I remember one big, thick book in particular talked about people who had symptoms like me um, feeling so hopeless that a lot of them actually committed suicide. So for me, this whole thing felt like a, a life sentence or perhaps even a death sentence. And then in the space of one week, I um, heard from three different people that I should try a very specific kind of qigong. It was a very specific healing kind of qigong. And I was desperate, and I thought, well, what the heck, I'll try it. And I went actually with a migraine, and I noticed that there was a shift in my migraine without taking medication um, during that first weekend. And I, I was hooked. I thought, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I need to know what this is because this is the first thing that I have found that could possibly give me hope. Wow. So you, you had pretty much at this point given up all hope at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed you had the energy to get yourself to some kind of Qigong retreat. Well, you know, some people have called me determined and other people who, when they're mad at me, call me pig-headed. <laughs> so, both um, probably true. <laughs> both probably true, yeah. But I was, I was uh, you know, I kind of, it was one of those times when, you know, you kind of harness a particular quality you have in service of, um, uh, of something that can lift you up out of the muck. And I was deeply in the muck. Was it, I mean, did you find that transition or something changed immediately or did, did this take a while? Because if it took a while, it also took a fair amount of faith. That's true. That's true. Well, there was, it, it was kind of a both and quest, uh, situation. Um, what I noticed in the first few months of doing these practices was that um, the multiple chemical sensitivities got significantly better. And there was a moment where I thought, oh my goodness, uh, this, is, 
this is significantly different. So for instance, I could go into Walgreens for the first time in many, many years. There, people who don't have MCS don't have any idea, but there's like a pervasive scent mm-hmm. through the whole drugstore. And um, there was no way I could even go in the parking lot. And, but I, I was um, trying to take different prescriptions and I needed other people to always pick those up for me. And actually I could go in and get them myself. And I thought, wow, this is a major life difference. It sounds tiny, but it was emblematic of me being able to have more capacity to go to different places. Do you remember that as a kind of aha moment of excitement that oh, yeah. things are really changing? Yeah, yeah. It gave me so much encouragement and it was very exciting. And it actually, you know, you were mentioning faith earlier. And what that did was it gave me some faith that if this could change, all of it could change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these these small, well, this was a large victory for me. But what I have found, you know, since then, of course, I work with clients who come to see me. And what I find is that if we can have some experience of success, that that really nourishes a sense of faith. And that faith is what keeps us going because it's, you know, it, it took me years to really um, transform the chronic illness, and um, that's, that's common. You know, so there were parts that were slow, and then there were parts that were quick. That's great. I mean, so often when people have chronic illness, there's definitely this sense of uh, despair of recovery. Yeah. And what you just said about um, having small successes, it's like planting a seed and then being able to have that grow and be nurtured. So, Diana, tell us a little bit about your journey into Yungong-style Qigong and Ren Zhui mm-hmm. and how that has helped your, your healing journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I did at the beginning was I went to an intensive, a healing intensive, which taught me methods. And then I... Um, I think it was, you know, my pigheadedness, my determination, whatever, and also my desperation. Mm-hmm. I had tried everything else. Um, it provided the sort of the fuel and the motivation for me to practice every day. And that was with, you know, the Yuen Gong style Qigong. Um, and gradually what that did was it brought more energy into my system, more of the life force that was needed that could... Um, uh, allow me to make the rest of the the changes that would be needed for a more complete recovery. So that that was the Yuen Gong's uh, part of things. So tell us more about that. The idea of uh, Yuen Gong as a uh, a fuel source. It, it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and why we need that. Why that's so important in order to 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 really heal. Well, you know um, what I uh, what I now understand is that um, chi, you know, what we call chi, which is our life force, you know, energy, um, it's kind of the, the building block of everything that happens in our, um, in our body, whether it's on a physical level, a mental level, an emotional level. And when it's depleted, which um, can happen because of so many reasons, you know, um, uh, genetic reasons and lifestyle reasons and nutritional reasons, environmental reasons. Traffic. Traffic. <laughs> stress. 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 Stress, in other words. You know, lots of different kinds of stressors. Um, 
what happens is that our our chi goes down, 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 down. And, and really, you know, our systems have the wisdom and the capacity to heal ourselves if we um, get the obstacles out of the way. And if we provide the fuel uh, that's needed, and part of the fuel that's needed is that uh, quality of um, life energy. So as we bring it into our system where you know i i um use an analogy which is the um that that we're like buckets you know and we bring in all this energy and it's like filling our bucket with water and the water is the source of um what's needed to heal ourselves and to keep ourselves uh developing and um continuing on whatever our life journey is but there's another aspect of this, which is that our buckets usually have holes in them. You know, these, and these holes mean that the water leaks out of our buckets. And these leaks come from what we call, in Wrenchway, the, the patterns, um, unhealthy patterns, actually. Um, so do you want me to say what patterns are? Is that? Sure. Yeah. Um, Basically, um, our brains are set up so that they operate, and our systems are set up so that they operate through um, many, many, many different kinds of patterns. And these are laid down when we are uh, very young, and they can continue being laid down during our entire life. Um, but what we're doing when we do the pattern work, which is the Renshui work that we're doing, is that we're, these patterns are sort of the software of our lives, and what we're doing is upgrading the software. Um, and as we all know, if we use a computer or a, a smartphone, um, upgrades are, are necessary on a regular basis. And so what we're doing is continuing to make this software serve life and um, align with what's needed for us to have a healthy life um, as we keep going. And as we um, do those software upgrades and work on those patterns, what we're actually doing is healing the holes in the bucket. And then all the energy that we're bringing in can be used for the purpose that we want to use it for. So, Diana, I've heard you talking about... Um, thank you for that. I've heard you talking about um, how you have specifically healed physically from some of these um, symptoms that, that, that we ascribe to multiple chemical sensitivity and to certainly to, to Lyme. But talk to me more about personally about your the emotional journey and how you have worked with that and healed emotionally. Mm, yeah. You know, for myself, I would say that uh, emotionally I was in a very fragile place. Um, I was afraid almost all of the time. I felt very unsafe. I've, I was in a place of um, not being able to trust my own body. There was a deep sense of betrayal and um, also a lot of grief and anger because what um, I felt most passionate about was not um, possible for me to do. Mm. I couldn't carry out what I felt was my personal mission in life. You know? And what was that? Um, it was to keep working on myself and to help other people. Mm. 
you know, that was um, kind of an, uh, a vow and an aspiration that I had had since a very young age. I come from a tough background, and um, I, um, uh, from that place, I've always been an activist. I've always been somebody who cares deeply about serving other people, and um, I, that's what I've gotten meaning in my life from. And so, you know, I, all of my work was centered around that kind of personal mission, and then I was um, unable to pursue that. You know, mm -hmm. I was literally in bed for several years most of the time and could barely even see my closest, you know, people in my life. So I felt uh, very hopeless and um, uh, wasn't sure how to connect with what was most important for me. You know, I go back to your, it makes me think of going back to your analogy of, of um, upgrading your software. And my experience has often been when I've upgraded software that things get really screwed up. They get confused. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this new stuff. I don't know how it works or I didn't do something exactly right. Did, did you experience any of that or was it just a kind of blissful rising out of the ashes? How'd that go for you? <laughs> um, that's, um, yeah, very astute. Um, as I was working uh, with, you know, the software upgrade, um, there were many times where I felt disoriented. Um, I have said many times since then, and often to clients or people who come to me, I say, you know, the healing journey is messy and nonlinear. And if you think it's going to be anything else, you're setting yourself up to suffer mm -hmm. because it isn't smooth. And a lot of the time it wasn't blissful for me. That's kind of like the Cinderella outcome, but that wasn't actually my experience. Understandable, thanks. <laughs> so thanks, Diana, this has been great. So when we come back from break, we will continue speaking with Diana Lyon, who has lived with chronic illness for 15 years and healed herself using Yuan Gong style Qigong and Ren Shui. Her story underscores the innate healing abilities of the body, the mind, and chi, and especially when coupled with powerful practices like Yuan Gong Qigong and Ren Jui. Please stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N 
X-U-E-Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Renshui, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty. My co-host is Bill McMillan, and we are on the program Chaos to Calm, the mind, the body, and self-healing. I got a feeling. We have been speaking with our guest, Diana Lyon, who has healed herself as of Lyme disease, migraines, and chemical sensitivity using Yuengong-style Qigong and Renjue practices. So, Diana... During the break, we were just all sitting here talking, and uh, you know, I had remarked to you that uh, in my practice as a naturopath, I see many, many people who come in with uh, head pain, uh, whether it is cluster headaches or migraine headaches. It's actually a major reason that people miss work along with back pain, and I'm just interested a little more in your story about that, about your chronic migraines. You know, it's actually a long story. Uh, I started getting migraines as a child, and my mother had migraines. And um, she was never able to get rid of them. I, I grew up with a mother who took medication regularly and was um, pretty um, immobilized by pain. And then I had the same history and went to see a lot of different doctors, including migraine specialists and neurologists, and I had an MRI, and I was afraid I had a brain tumor. And the the pain was crippling for me. And so that experience during that very first uh, workshop, weekend workshop, where I um, experienced a shift in the migraine that was significant, really got my attention. Mm-hmm. And as I continued, I remember I did a retreat with my teacher, um, and it was during that retreat that something shifted in a much more fundamental way. And after the retreat, I noticed that I still got a few uh, migraines, but they were more spaced out, and they were much easier to um, work with, and I didn't need as much medication. And as I kept practicing, I devised a way of stopping the migraine just as it was starting. And so I I, uh, used the methods to actually nip it in the bud. And then, after doing that for a while, I was able to say with complete honesty that I no longer get migraines at all. And that has continued for many years now. I have a lot of confidence in that, and I've helped many other people 
with getting rid of their migraines. So it's, there's something very potent about these um, methods. And for me, it was a combination of using the Yuan Gong style Qigong and the Ren Shui. You know, Diana, I know a lot of people that are dealing with headaches or any other kind of pain actually are going to be curious to hear exactly what you did. <laughs> um, it's one thing to talk about the methods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if you could, uh, you, we can't see you obviously, but I'm wondering if, there, if you can say anything about what that would look like for people to see if they can start considering how it might work for them. Sure. I mean, there, there, I was using the methods um, in two different ways. One was the way we would use medication. So to stop the migraine just in its infancy as I could feel it starting. And I would do uh, something that we call squats. And I also did um, uh, a method that was um, bringing in a lot of energy. You know, so gathering energy from everywhere and um, supplementing the energy I had. I was also using my mind in a very positive way. So I was doing the Ren Shui practices of changing some of these patterns because what I noticed was that as soon as there was the beginning of an inkling of this pain, that there was a tremendous amount of fear that would come in. And, act, and, and the fear would intensify the pain and I would get uh, transfixed by the fear and I couldn't, it was a loop and I couldn't get out of it. And when I, as, as I had more of the energy that would come in from the Qigong, um, I was able to uh, stay with the actual present time experience of, well, right now it's okay, and not go into kind of futurizing about, oh my goodness, this fear means I won't be able to handle it, I'm going to be in pain for the next two days, um, this is too much, it's overwhelming, and so on. And I was able to stay with, well, right now I'm okay. Right now, I can handle it. And I would then allow the chi to do its own work. And so there was, um, and what that did, going back to what we were talking about earlier about faith, it built up some faith in these practices, and it built up confidence and trust in myself and in my capacity to meet this set of symptoms. So there was a, a positive kind of upward spiral that developed. And I have tremendous faith in it, actually. Well, so for um, very fashionable in the culture these days is the whole movement towards mindfulness. Yes. And it sounds like that's a key piece of what you're doing here. You're being very aware of this moment happening. Yes. And moving then instead of kind of dozing off in a way and just kind of settling back in well here it comes and there and now I'm stuck with it so you're you're taking this moment to moment and working with it it sounds like that's exactly right and I'm slowing the whole thing down so as what I've noticed is that as I'm with something in each moment that there's this built-in presence that develops um, and it's a quality that starts to, in, when I'm not present, um, everything feels overwhelming and it feels like it's spinning out of control. And that's part of what you were saying earlier at the end of the last segment. But when I'm actually present with this moment and then present now with this moment, there's a natural slowing 
that allows everything to become manageable and it gives space to the chi, this life force, to do its work. And it also is actually a transformation of um, a pattern of a very long-standing pattern of, of panic, you know, and of desperation and of urgency and pushing. And, you know, there's almost, it's like a retuning of the nervous system from being governed by this kind of, you know, our inner crocodile, which inhabits mm-hmm. our reptilian brain, to sinking into that um, calming effect of the parasympathetic nervous system. So it, there's a lot that's going on behind the curtain. And that's part of this software upgrade, is that there's a, a sense of um, finding that actually slowing down is safer, and slowing down is more connected, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. and it. it, it brings up the whole question of trust to me that the more this begins to happen for anyone the more they can begin to trust that hey i can do this again yes which then leads to some of the other qualities of the heart that might be useful can you can you say something about that sure yeah you know um what you're pointing to is um what we call the five essential heart qualities and and trust is that it's kind of like the gateway. <laughs> trust is the gateway quality. The gateway drug of health. Exactly. <laughs> it's the gateway drug of health. Yeah, beautifully put. Um, and as we cultivate it and repeat it over and over and over, there's a sense of being able to count on it and being able to count on ourselves. So going from a, a feeling of, oh my goodness, um, my body has betrayed me and my life is in chaos and it's out of control, to, wow, I can actually find ways that I can lean on myself and I can trust myself. And what that does is, as I trust myself more, there's a sense, a very natural sense of, that trust radiating out from me and I what I notice is that I start to trust other people more and I start to trust life more that there's a sense of opening to life and then that leads to that second quality of openness and when I'm open to life what I you know when I was very sick um, the only way that I could find safety was to put up very strong barriers and walls around me. It was like this fortress, and I still didn't feel safe. And um, what I was um, misunderstanding was where my actual safety lies. And what I started to gradually realize, I couldn't, it wasn't an intellectual realizing, this was a, an inside out kind of realizing was that openness and trust were actually leading me to the safety that I yearned for and that I had always wanted. And so with that openness, my world started opening up. And there was, it, it was reflected, it was interesting. I had to stay in my home for many years. I had to wear a gas mask. I had literal and figurative barriers. 
And then there was this sense of opening, and I could venture outside, and I started, you know, there was a wonderful, amazing group of people who gathered and rallied around me because I had done a lot of community work, and they were sort of very loyal to me. And I started being able to open to them. And this was a real um, uh, edge for me. It was... Um, me opening to myself and to them and then finding that I, I had been someone who had always defined my lovability as being kind of glued to my um, work in the world. You know, people loved me for what I did and I had always done a lot. And what I found was that during that period of several years of deep illness was that I really wasn't doing a lot. I had no capacity to do a lot. And that people loved me anyway. And that was amazing. I would who say, knew? who knew? <laughs> Seriously, who knew? I, I had no idea. And, and it was, you know, it sort of, and it goes back to something we were talking about earlier about being disoriented. It's like, well, wh- how does that work? And I started kind of finding the parts of myself that I loved, you know, and really connecting with um, some inherent lovability here and some inherent sweetness and the, the, um, that it wasn't about what I actually produced. It was, it was just because I am, you know, just because I'm here. And that it's not just me. It's, you know, that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at a table with three of you right now each of you, I feel so much love for each of you, and it's not because of what you've done for me, and each of you has actually done a lot for me. It's just the the beauty of who each of you is, and so there was this kind of spreading out of these, you know, feelings of love, not in a kind of mushy-gushy way, but more um, in an openness and love way. And then what that led to was noticing the magic of life you know the like that each moment can't be taken for granted and and so i'm grateful for you know it's raining in this moment and wow i'm so grateful for that i mean obviously all of california is um but you know the you know just to be able to breathe and to be able to have food to eat and to be sitting on this chair and be able to actually feel the chair under my butt and to feel the, um, the warmth in this room, you know, and so on, to go outside and see the beauty of the trees and so on. I, you know, there's this natural upwelling of gratitude. And then from this gratitude, I'm just, you know, kind of left with the awe that comes from being alive and the respect that I have for everything around me that's alive too and that I'm sharing this planet with. And then that means, oh my goodness, I really want to protect this planet. And, you know, so there ends up being something like my individual journey ends up connecting me with the journey of my friends and my family and our environment and this this very beloved planet that we all inhabit. That's incredible, Diana. It's beautiful. Uh, we need to take a break now, and when we come back, we will continue hearing this remarkable and just uh, 
really inspirational story. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Reshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty, my co-host is Bill McMillan, and we are on the program Chaos to Calm, The Mind, the Body, and Self-Healing, I Got a Feeling. We have in our studio today Diana Lyon, who has been sharing with us her story of healing from chronic illness. Bill, you had a question? I, yeah, I did. I mean, at the at the end of the segment that we just finished, you went through a very moving and beautiful description of all the different qualities and how they've affected you personally. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's a striking description, and I hope people will go back and listen to it if they didn't hear it the first time. And it can sound kind of esoteric and, and kind of um, new agey and love is everywhere and all that kind of stuff. I think it would really help um, our listeners to know how does this actually look? in your life how do, how do how do you know this is working yeah yeah so how does it play out yeah. right yeah um yeah I, I think it's really funny because anyone who knows me knows that i'm actually not a new agey person at all um but um yeah i mean just this morning i was talking with my partner and we were getting into a conversation where um um it, it could have led us into kind of difficult territory where both of us could have gotten very triggered. And 
what I did was I just took a moment and paused and um, I was able to connect deeply internally with that sense of trust and that sense of safety and self-love um, and because I've done that so many times there are some pathways for that that are quite well established um, and I noticed that my whole affect changed you know I started um, opening more and I could hear him better and I could see him more clearly I could feel myself more clearly I remembered our connection you know I was no longer in that trap of of trigger um, which you know may or may not be familiar to people who are listening um, but I think it'll be familiar <laughs> it is to Kathy I know <laughs> Well, it's, it's, uh, it's territory that's very familiar to me. And, um, and it was really cool because there was, um, I think he, we were talking on the phone, but I think he could feel it. There wasn't even a visual. Um, and I relaxed and I opened and I listened better. And so did he. And our conversation was just lovely. It was a, a really deep um, communication as opposed to you know, <laughs> what it could have been. So, yeah, I have been finding that um, these um, working with the five heart qualities not only helped me uh, get healthy again, but they help me every day. You know, they help me when I'm talking on the phone with um, somebody from my internet service provider. And, and uh, you know, they help me when I'm in traffic and I'm really feeling frustrated and stressed. Or um, when how, I'm... How might it do that in traffic? In traffic? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, we all live in the Bay Area, and there's a lot of traffic here. And so if I happen to be in rush hour traffic... Um, and if I happen to be um, not have left myself enough time to get somewhere, so I'm nervous about being late, then I have choices. And one of the choices is to get really freaked out and triggered and, um, you know, uh, deplete a lot of my life force from um, imagining all the horrible scenarios that are going to happen if and when I am late and also, you know, uh, throw in a healthy dose of self-judgment and, you know, beating myself up and, you know, and so on. And, um, you know, I certainly have um, quite uh, a lot of experience with having done that. Um, but I also have an, um, other choices, and one of them is to uh, sort of be with actually what's happening in that moment. Notice the stress in my body, notice the stress in my mind, um, and um, apply some kind kindness within the noticing. And what I um, have observed happens at those times is that my breathing changes, my body gets less uh, tense, um, my mind gets less tense, I drop um, the, the, the grip of the scenarios starts dissolving and I start just being more connected with that I am, you know, an, uh, a person who's doing the best I can in an imperfect world with the patterns that I have. And um, I might even enjoy 
um, whatever it is that I'm looking at, and I might even start feeling connected with everybody else who's also sitting in this big traffic jam. <laughs> and then that becomes kind of a, a common experience, and sometimes it even feels a little bit um, uplifting and, and uh, like a, a bit of a community. So there's, you know, there, it's a very different impact on my life force and on my stress level when I choose to do that rather than the first scenario that I painted. You know, I thought, I, I thought you were going to go even a little further with that and say that sometimes you get to a place where you're in a traffic jam and you actually feel playful there. Mm. <laughs> that we're all playing in this together or something <laughs> like that. Something to look forward to. So we've, we've just got about five minutes left. Um, you, you've talked about some really beautiful things that have happened to you for this practice. And, and been kind enough to share some personal stories about how they've affected you and what, how you've used them. Um, how would you recommend to people who are out there with some of the issues that you've had to go about dealing with them directly themselves if they can't find a teacher or something like that? Mm. Yeah. Um, I will say, actually, in a very practical way that um, some of us who are teachers... Um, do offer Skype sessions, and so we work with people all over the world. So um, geography is no longer a limitation if a person has a computer with the capacity to do Skype. Um, but, you know, one of the qualities that I've noticed has served me very, very well is a very simple one. It's, it's curiosity. Say more. Well, you know, curiosity goes very well with the five heart qualities, and it actually goes very well with the Yuan Gong ty type of Qigong. Because there's, you know, what I've noticed is that there are so many aspects of myself that I know nothing about. And, you know, when I was sick, I was focused on, um, you know, just everything that was going wrong. And, and that makes sense to me. I, you know, that, that's how it goes for people when they're very sick, for especially for a long time. But what I noticed when I started bringing curiosity into the mix, I started noticing that there were all sorts of other aspects of myself that I hadn't uh, connected with. And so I noticed, for instance, that there were many parts of my body, just on a purely physical level, that were um, working very well. And so I was focused in one, and I wasn't focusing on the ones that were really doing a good job. And so that actually, you know, bring, brought me back to the five heart qualities, right? Um, I also um, uh, started noticing that, you know, when I'm with a friend, I listen to the friend, and I'm curious, just like this conversation has been listening to each other and then responding, I started doing that with myself, listening to myself and asking myself questions and then hearing the sort of wordless, nonverbal responses. So what I would suggest to people who are listening to our program is that that's a wonderful uh, place to start. That if, if you, um, there, there's, it's, it's kind of a doorway in to more intimacy with ourselves. Mm. And that promotes a deep kind of listening and we may be very surprised by what we learn 
and we can use what we learn to inform how we want to move forward in relationship with ourselves. So this is um, kind of a uh, getting to know ourselves exercise. And it can be done in bed in the morning. It can be done um, in the shower. It can be done in the car, you know, in traffic. Uh, it can be done walking in nature. It can be done anywhere. But it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, not only first step, I would say it's an ongoing step. So, Diana, I'm, I've got a little bit of curiosity here. I think I understand about four of the, the essential heart qualities. You've talked about trust and openness and love and gratitude. Could you talk a little bit more about respect? What is that? What does that mean, respect? Like respect your elders, respect, what does that mean? You know, it's, it's interesting that you raise that because um, we often call it true respect mm. in, in our tradition and as you know. And um, it, for me, distinguishes it from this kind of respect for authority, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, it's a quality of respect that includes all four other qualities, but it's even more than that. Um, I, I remember once I was walking in the woods, there are some beautiful parks in the East Bay, and I stopped in front of a tree and I thought, you know, I know nothing about this tree. I really have no idea about any of its history, but I just had a, you know, it was a beautiful big redwood tree, and it was a very misty day, and I just stood there and um, felt a sense of opening to the tree. And in some ways, coming back to what I was saying before, curiosity, but also just this qu quality of openness and um, wondering and awe about this tree. And after a while, I just stood there and probably other people were walking along the path and I actually didn't even notice them and they must have, I don't know what they thought. But there was a sense of um, connection with that tree that um, it, it was very, it was wordless um, and it felt profound and it felt magical. Mm. And it was something that really um, reminded me of my connection not only with myself and other people but my connection with all of nature. I don't That's know lovely. if that, yeah. That's lovely. Um, and I have, I'm curious still. Sure. Um, because you, you had a chronic illness. Mm. And how does the res respect for the chronic illness and the process through it and out of it, how was that expressed in mm. your life? Mm -hmm. I'm just taking a moment with that because it's such a, you're, you're getting right to the heart of actually where the transformation was. Mm. That I think that in order to heal myself, I needed to respect every aspect of me and what I considered not me that was involved. So that in, in, uh, included all the parts that were difficult and all the parts that were strong, all the parts that were easy. Um, that included the wholeness of this, um, of my system and of, 
um, my world, of our world, and seeing that everything actually fit together, even if I wasn't sure how it all fit together. So there was, um, I, I thought I knew a lot more than it turned out that I knew. And I had kept going to doctors looking for answers. And doctors did their best and couldn't give me answers. And what I found was that using this combination of practices from the Yuan Gong and the uh, Ren Shui allowed me to find my own answers, many of which I couldn't put into words. But there was this constant movement and transformational quality that led to um, healing that is measurable and that is obvious. You know, I now walk in the world and work and, you know, am healthy. So that's, I don't know if that's specific enough, but that's really what my experience was. You know, to me it sounds, um, one of the words that comes up to me when we're talking about this kind of respect is humility. And what what strikes me about your story is that at at heart it's a kind of deep humility, a kind of radical humility that... um, even though you take on healing yourself, there's something much bigger going on here than you. Yes. And you kind of let yourself melt into it in a way and let it take over. Yes. Yes, there's that. It's kind of a both and. You know, there's that um, quality of not knowing, you know, and allowing something that's bigger than me to, um, to, you know, trusting it to heal me. And there's also, um, at the same time, sort of walking hand in hand um, with a sense of um, my own power and agency and responsibility in this situation. So there's nothing passive about it. So there's there's that, you know, kind of walking together in yeah, that way. Yeah, it doesn't sound passive. It sounds participatory. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Diana Lyon, thank you so much for sharing with such heart your healing journey. And Bill McMillan, thank you as well for serving as co-host. And thank you to our listeners on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and our program Chaos to Calm, The Mind, The Body, and Self-Healing, I Got a Feeling. Stay tuned next week to hear more stories from people like you and all of us here who are learning to deal more effectively with the challenges of daily life in a calm and relaxed state. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Ren Shui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.